setting the pace on the pursuit of happiness. This is The Ken Coleman Show, where you discover what you were born to do and how to make it happen. Now, helping you get unstuck and on the path to your dream job, America's career coach, Ken Coleman. Here we go, coming to you live from Ramsey Solutions Studios in Nashville. You've joined a conversation about you because you were created to fill a unique role in and through your work. That means you are needed, and it means you must do it. Working on purpose isn't really about the paycheck. You'll get a nice paycheck. You'll get enough of a paycheck. But working on purpose is about fulfilling the desire that every man and woman on the planet has to make a difference. And your work is not just something you do to get paid. In in fact, it is the thing you do to contribute to make this world a better place. It is your contribution. You were created to contribute. And so no matter where you are with this relationship with work, what journey you're on, maybe you have no idea what you were born to do. Maybe you know, but you don't know how to get there and do it. Maybe you know, you know how to get there. But fear, doubt, family, or finances is holding you back. There is a clear path. Get clear, get qualified, get connected, get started, get promoted, get the dream job, give yourself away. Where are you in those seven stages? We're going to help you. I'm your coach, counselor, and cheerleader, 844-747-2577 is the toll-free number to jump in. It is your show. 844-747-2577 because we podcast this radio show we have people calling from all around the globe and we welcome your calls as well this isn't an american conversation this is a global purposeful conversation all right i want to uh give you some very basic teaching that will help some of you go from conditional acting to intentional acting conditional acting versus intentional acting people who live and work on purpose get to a point where being intentional is a part of who they are it is habitual but so many people aren't intentional because they think and act conditionally let me show you the difference If you're listening to the podcast, you could pause. If you're listening to the radio, well, you're going to have to write quickly. Or you can go back and listen to the podcast. Conditional thinking and acting versus intentional. What's the difference? Here's what the conditional action or thought sounds like. I'll do it later. I'll do it later. There's always some condition That makes us go, well, I'll do it later. Versus intention says, I'll do it today. Conditional thinking and acting says, I'm going to play not to lose. Go play not to lose. Go go play a little safe. And if we win, woohoo! Intentional thinking and acting goes for the win. Conditional thinking and acting feels like a victim. Everybody's out to get me or everybody's against me, holding me back. Intentional thinking and acting acts like a victor. 
conditional thinking and acting, relies only on talent. Intentional thinking and acting develops character. And finally, conditional thinking and acting stops when it gets hard. Intentional thinking and acting stays until it gets easier. Men and women, if you want to live and work on purpose, if you want to be who God created you to be, you want to get to the end of your journey and reminisce, not regret, you better figure out how to live intentionally. I'll do it today. I'll go for the win. I'll act like a victor. I'll develop character. And I'll stay with it until it gets easier. Conditional versus intentional. How have you been living? See, when we allow circumstances and conditions to determine our feelings, our thoughts, our actions, then we are no different than that gnarled up piece of tumbleweed we've all seen in those Western movies or TV shows that just blows across the street in a random, unintentional pattern. Why? Because it is the conditions, the wind, that is determining the direction. I don't want to be conditional. I want to be intentional. In every area of my life, well, let's just let's just broaden the scope for a moment. Not just in my professional life, but in my personal life. I, I, I want to be intentional as a husband. I want to be intentional as a dad. I want to be intentional as a son. I want to be intentional as a brother. I want to be intentional as a friend. I want to be intentional as a teammate. I don't want conditions to determine my feelings and my thoughts and my actions. Life is short. I want to act. So, the reason I give you that comparison and run through that list is I really want you, those that are listening to the sound of my voice right now, I want you today, at some point, to get quiet. And I want you to do an inventory of your life. Think about your personal life spiritual life, professional life, physical life, mental life. I want you to think of these areas and I want you to ask yourself, am I acting on conditions or am I acting on intentions? I want to be on purpose, intentional. I think it's a breakthrough for so many people. And then the next exercise is I want you to look at your recent history. I don't care what area of your life, but certainly want to look at your professional journey. And if you're not growing, if you're stuck, I want you to look back and go, wait a second. Can I identify where I have been conditional versus intentional? I want you to look for it. Because sometimes when we get a new set of glasses, which I hope I've given you glasses to put on and say, okay, I'm going to look back and I'm going to see, can I see conditional behavior? And by the way, we'll see it. I could see it in my life too. I'm not immune to this. Come on. This is as good for me as it is for you. Maybe better for me. 
Am I conditional? Have I been conditional? Am I intentional? Have I been intentional? Where haven't I been intentional? Where haven't I decided? This is too much condition. Look for it. And when we begin to see it in every area of our life, then you must act on it. What's causing you to be conditional and not intentional? I'm going to tell you right now, it's fear, doubt, and pride. You'll find one of those ugly, nasty little enemies hanging out. You got this. Be intentional. Life is way too short to not be on purpose. This is The Ken Coleman Show. Welcome back to The Ken Coleman Show, where we help you figure out what you were born to do, and then we help you come up with a plan so that you can see the path, complete the path to get there and do it. Living for the weekend. That's not the life that I want. I don't think it's the life that you want. Life is way too short. Let's help you live and work on purpose. 844-747-2577-844-747-2577. Coming up next segment, I'm going to teach on the secret to peak performance in your professional life. And oh, by the way, this has tremendous application to your personal life. The secret to peak performance. For those of you who want to max out to be the best version of you, I'm going to give you the secret. Game changer. That's coming up. 844-747-2577. Let's go to the phones. Janet joins us in Plainfield, Illinois. Janet, you're on the Ken Coleman Show. Hi. Um, good morning, Mr. Ken Coleman. It's good such morning. a pleasure to talk to you again well, today. Oh, good. Um, What's up? Um, uh, I'm a nurse uh, for five years now, and I'm in currently a dilemma on which direction to choose in regards to going for advanced degree. And I'm torn between a um, family nurse practitioner, an acute care nurse practitioner, and a mental health nurse practitioner. And I've been going back and forth, and I've been just procrastinating because I've not been able to make this choice. And I feel like it's about time I go ahead and go back to school. All right. Now, let me ask a silly question here. I think I know the answer, but I want to know for sure. uh, For these three uh, options here, uh, school is required. You must have additional schooling just to get a chance. Yes. Okay. Yes. Tell me the three again. One was a nurse practitioner. What was the other two? Um, one is acute care nurse practitioner. One is a family nurse practitioner. One is a mental health nurse practitioner. Okay. So family, they're all nurse practitioner. Yeah. Uh, so family. Program. It's just a specialty that uh, differs. Okay. Now uh, family and then acute and then mental health. Yes. Okay. And um, whenever somebody's got multiple choices like this, I love to just put them to the test. And you can change your answer later, so I don't want you to feel any pressure. But what I'm doing here is I'm trying to trick your brain into stopping and your heart to take over. You got me? Okay. All right. Now, if I guarantee you wild success, I got your free schooling right here. I'm going to write you a check, send it in the mail today. It's just you showing up and you know you're going to win, but you can only choose one of these. Which one do you choose and why? 
right now I'm leaning towards the mental health. Why? Just because um, going through with COVID and personal experiences, I feel like I'll make a, a better fit and I'll be able to help people in that route. And I feel like through our COVID, through our personal experiences, we are going through individual life struggles. And sometimes we just need somebody to talk to to help us go through these processes yeah, sure. in life. Well, that's a really good answer. You know, and I think you've got to ask yourself that. I think you can keep asking yourself that morning, noon, and night. And, you know, you could you could almost be as practical as taking down a, a pencil and paper and ask yourself morning, noon, and night for the next three days or however many days you want and just keep writing down the answer. How many times does mental health win or does acute come out of nowhere and it starts to win the poll? But I think you just really mm. have to ask yourself. This is not a difficult question to answer. This is all heart. Because the, the the people you most want to help, the problem you most want to solve, that's the answer. The family, acute or mental health, th- those are the answers to the question. Who are the people you most want to help as a nurse practitioner? And you, you think about them. Ask yourself, I can help three groups of people, five groups of people, 17 groups of people, whatever, whatever. How many different specializations there are the, the answer is always, who are the people I most want to help? What's the problem they have that I most want to solve? There's your answer. So today it's mental health. Maybe tonight it's acute. I don't know. But mm-hmm. you can't overthink this. You will think yourself into oblivion and you'll just stay confused. Am I right? Yes. I mean, that's what's happening now. That's why you call me. You're like, I got a call, kid. I'm driving myself crazy, right? Yes, that's so true. I know. I've been there. Welcome to the human race. There's nothing wrong with you. (laughs) What's your heart telling you? Who do you most want to help? What problem do you get most excited about helping of the three you gave me? Say it. Don't think about it. Say it again. Mental health. All right, then. So you're free. I think that's the answer, but I'm giving you three days to just keep testing your heart. Stop thinking and start feeling. When your brain starts to think, it's going to be things like this. And I'll guarantee you, I'm reading your mind right now. Well, how much money can I make in this one? And what special? I think, I think personally, my fears are, you know, after a while you get burnt out just sitting there people telling you the pro- your pro- their problem. Not true. And that's not the true. part I'm, I'm not afraid true. of. But that's not true. Okay. Um, I am now approaching 4,500, 5,000 callers, Joe tells me, somewhere in that range. I've been doing this every day, Monday through Friday, for coming up on four years. I'm not burned out. Why? Because I... Burnout is a feeling. It's not an actual thing. Something has to happen which would cause me to feel that way. So if I'm taking the problems home with me, if I'm not eating and exercising and sleeping and spending quality time with my family and not and leaving work at work, mm-hmm. you can control that. Your fear is telling you, this is going to be heavy stuff and you're going to sit there and listen to people tell you heavy stuff all day long and you're eventually not going to be able to handle that. That's a bunch of garbage. It's a bunch of garbage. 
Either you love the work or you don't. Either you are passionate about the results of the work or not. So let's just break it down. My sweet spot analogy is you use what you do best, your talent. To perform work you love, passion. To accomplish results that matter to you, mission. So either you love counseling and listening and being empathetic and compassionate and strategic. Or you don't. And then you got to care deeply about the results of people getting freedom. Getting tools to be able to help them with anxiety or depression or whatever. Either you love that or you don't. Either you care deeply about those results or you don't. Mm. What's the answer? You tell me. Do you love that word? I do. I do. Okay, then. <laughs> I so, do enjoy so, that. Good. So I got great news for you. You're not going to burn out. Are you going to take okay. care of yourself? Yes. <laughs> okay, then. I got great news. You won't burn out. Your flame will burn bright. Can't burn out. If, if I love what I do, I'm greatly, greatly fired up by the results I get to create. And I take care of myself physically, relationally, emotionally. I'm going to be fine. The amount of work, the amount of results that a human can, the capacity that a human has is unbelievable. But you first must be in your sweet spot and then you must take care of yourself while you're in the sweet spot. And if you do that, you're fine. Thank you. You got it. So you know what to do. Stop thinking about it. Start doing it. No more excuses. Go, Janet, go. Go, Janet, go. Janet's all of us. We got options. We start thinking. And then we do some more thinking, Joe. Oh, boy. And and here's what I've learned about myself. And I can overanalyze the absolute snot out of something, all right? I can just do it. Joe, you know this about me. You've been in the room where I've overanalyzed and overanalyzed and overanalyzed and overanalyzed. And if you get deep down in that well enough, you start to analyze stuff that's never real, but it was coming from your analyzing. See, when we don't get clarity, we just go, well, what about this? What about this? Then we start to analyze that. Then we analyze that. We're 15, 20 layers deep into stuff that's not even true. Be careful. You know what, though? You all have me. Just call me. I got you. This is The Ken Coleman Show. The Ken Coleman Show continues to give you clarity so that you can confidently take the next step forward. We're talking about living and working on purpose. Your work is not something that's just a J-O-B that just provides you some money to be able to take care of the necessities and hopefully make some memories. Your work is directly connected to your purpose. It should be, rather. You should be doing what you were created to do. 844-747-2577 is the phone number, 844-747-2577. Let's go to Keith, who is on the line in Japan. Keith, you're on the Ken Coleman Show. Hello, sir. Thanks for taking my call. You bet, Keith. What's going on? 
Well, I'll be separating from the Air Force soon, and you know, the job search has started, but I'm having a really difficult time finding out what exactly my passion is. Okay. Well, first, let me say thank you for serving our country. You're a great American. Thank you for your thanks. You bet. So, what do you know so far? You've been listening to me long enough, or at least at some point, to call me. Do you know uh, the talent, passion, mission, or some ideas in what you do best, which is what I define as talent? It's hard skills, soft skills. Passion is work you love to do. A task, a function, a role that you look forward to. When you're in the middle of it, you got the juice, and you love to do it so much that you don't want to stop. And then the third piece is mission. These are the results you want to contribute to the world. I call that mission, talent, passion, mission. What do you know in those three areas? Well, for talent, uh, I know I've got uh, plenty of the uh, soft skills like uh, listening, speaking, um, like just communicating in general. Yeah, um, so I call that communication. I like that. What else? Yeah, as far as uh, as far as mission, I know. I, the end results I want are just I want to better people's lives and I want to ha- have a meaningful impact on people. It's just the the passion part. I've never really worked in something that's uh, given me, as I said, I give me that juice to like okay. just keep doing it and doing it. I, All right, I've so here's, never experienced. Okay, great. Like so that. here's what we're going to do. We are going to look deeper into talent, the things you do best, and we're going to look at mission a little bit deeper as well. And what I think you're going to see is you'll see the evidence, you'll see the answers that present themselves by doing that. These All three of these elements work together. So let's go back to talent. Uh, I wrote down that you have the talent of communication. That's listening, um, talking, reading people. You have the talent of communication. What are your other, give me some more things that are you're really, really good at. I want your top talents, not your things you're average at. I mean, you're really, really good. Hard skills, soft skills. Tell me more. Goodness. Uh, well, I am really good with um, administration type skill. That's my, uh, it's actually my career field uh, in the Air Force currently. Right. Uh, just, it's like an executive administration kind of thing with the side of like post office. So are, is that more uh, on the I'm, organization side or the leadership side or both? Both. So I would say, so let's say organization. Is that true? You've got the talent of organization? Yes, sir. Okay. And um, I would call leadership persuasion in some ways, right? Or uh, we could say that you have um, certainly the talent, uh, not just of persuasion, but instruction. Is that true, too? Uh, I'd say more persuasion than uh, instruction. Great. All right. So now we're off to, we got top three. So we're going to say communication, organization, persuasion, right? All right, so let's talk about the work you love to do based on those things. If you're really good at communication, how what work do you enjoy that involves communicating? If you're really good at organization, what work do you like to do that involves organizing? If you're really good at persuasion, what kind of work do you like to do that involves that talent of persuasion? So let me give you an example. So let's take communication. Um, do you like the work of counseling? Do you like the work of influencing? Do you like the work of performing? Do you like the work of promoting? I'm just giving you some ideas here. Teaching, selling, these are all types of work that involve communication. So now that I've given you a couple of answers, possible answers, what kind of work do you love to do 
with that talent of communication? I really like being able to, I, I feel like saying help, helping people is just so vague. No, it's but, too vague. You're, um, you, I'm giving you the answers. Think about mm-hmm. it. All right, let's, let's go down the list. Organization. Part of the answer is in the word organization. You have the talent of organization. What kind of work do you love to do that involves that talent? You, you, you like this work. That's the thing is I, I don't, I don't know what, I, I haven't experienced something where I'm like, you know, I really enjoy this aspect of like, I've been okay, like so you're telling me in, a, in, in the air force, you've not done any work that you enjoy. I kind of hate to say it, but all right. Yes. Are you an overanalyzer? Are you a guy that gets just locked Absolutely. up? Yeah. You're locking up on me. Absolutely. You're locking up on me. So let me try another tack. Who are the people you want to help in the workplace? What problem do you want to solve that those people have? What solution do you want to bring that helps solve that problem for those people? Just answer the question and stop thinking. Just answer it. Who are the people you want to help in the workplace? Who do you want to help? I have generally, I generally have enjoyed being able to help um, the airmen that I've been put over the ones that I supervise, uh, I like not being, not necessarily helping them work-wise, but when they, people do come to me really easily with their problems, and I think being able to help them. Okay, now now we're getting lives. somewhere. Now we're getting somewhere. I want you to think of one or two or three instances where an airman has come to you and it has nothing to do with work, and you essentially put on a counselor hat. Is that a true depiction of something that you've done? Yes. How did you feel? after you listened and then you instructed them, guided them on maybe what they need to be thinking, feeling, and doing. How did you feel when they left? Oh, it feels great. And I love going home to my wife and telling her all about it. So how is counseling not work that you couldn't get excited about? I think it's, um, uh, it's just something I've never, I've just ne- simply never tried it before. But I didn't ask you that. There's where you overthink. You're actually built for counseling because you think so daggum hard. <laughs> Your only reason for, for just kind of being, eh, is because you've never done it. I didn't ask you if you've done it. I'm saying, do you remember how you felt? You remembered it. I could hear a smile on your face all the way in Japan. You went home and told your wife about you got me. <laughs> it. They're like, yeah, I heard it. The light bulb went on with those people, those airmen, and because their light bulb went on, your heater, your internal heater just went, you loved it. Couldn't wait to get home. Babe, you're not going to believe this. Bill came in office, started telling me about this, this, and this. I started listening. I asked questions. Then I said something. He went, you just read my mind. And I felt like, oh, my gosh, something like that. Is that about right? Yes, sir. How did I know that, Keith? We've never talked before. Now, Keith, stop thinking. Keith, is it possible that counseling could be something that you would absolutely love to do because you've got the talent of communication and organizing and persuasion. And, and, and you, the people you want to help are, are people that aren't where they want to be in their personal life, maybe even their professional life, but you want to help people get over the hump. Is that true or false? It's true. So here's the deal. Here's the exercise. Keep working through this. Don't do anything else other than answer this question. Who are the people that I most want to help with my work? 
Who are they? You might say people dealing with emotional relationship issues, people dealing with substance abuse. I don't know, Keith, but you do. If you allow your heart to talk, if you'll turn off your brain and let your heart feel the answer, who are the people, Keith, that you would almost be overcome with tears of gratitude if you got to speak into their life and help them with change? Are you tracking with me, Keith? Yes, sir, I am. All right. So when you start thinking about those people, guess what? The challenges that they're dealing with will reveal themselves. You'll go, yeah, I want to help them with this challenge and this challenge and this challenge. And then you say, well, how do I want to help them? Do I want to create resources for them and write books for them, speak to them, or do I want to counsel them one-on-one? Come on, Keith. I gave you the exercise. Let your heart reveal the answer. Hey, before I go, I want everybody to know that you matter and you do have what it takes. Thanks for joining us. Until next time, this is The Ken Coleman Show. Press on. Thanks for listening to The Ken Coleman Show. For more, you can find the show on demand wherever you listen to podcasts and watch the show on YouTube. You can also find Ken across all social media by following at Ken Coleman.